Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <laughs> Wrestle me, wrestle me, Pete. <laughs> doing Lenny Henry, I'm, I'm, Theophilus I'm, I'm, P. Wildebeest impressions. I, yeah, I start doing Macho Man Roman Randy Savage, and it ends up like that. And I'm sorry. All right. Oh, I, I, I actually used to be able to do a Macho Man that was really good, and I'd lost it over the years. <laughs> well, I I'd, never had it, and but, I've lost it. Oh, mate, dreadful. Ooh, yeah. No, you see, I can't. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ooh, oh yeah, <laughs> that's mm. good. Yeah, because he really sort of—it's like circular mm. breathing. He goes talking mm. about. He's <laughs> <laughs> caught his hand in the bread, but he must have been in constant pain, rumbling. Can he you rumbles. tell? Can you tell me where it hurts? Just if I if, if, here on your throat, <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> polyps, <laughs> endless polyps. Ooh, polyps. I'm <laughs> um, uh, going to start the show with uh, a, a, a clip and an email. If that's right, oh, with you, Mark. Uh, we're, we're we're smack down in the middle of uh, WrestleMania 18. We've got through very few matches, as usual. <laughs> that's what we do. Um, we had a lovely email from the likes of Sam Wingrove. Thank you, Sam. Uh, guys, I'm hoping I would uh, be able to bring this gem to your attention, as you might have missed it from WrestleMania 2000. Uh, it was omitted from the network version. Whilst being interviewed by Michael Cole uh, prior to the train wreck that was the 15-man hardcore match, hardcore Holly turns his eye to Cole himself. Um, <laughs> um, QMC uh, Q- looking like he's received a swift kick, the kick-, kick to the ghoulies uh, and a hasty cut back to JR and Jerry Lawler apologising for this quite, uh, frankly, hilarious remark. So this is, uh, yeah, this is hardcore Holly uh, having right. been interviewed by um, Michael Cole. How about I could start with you right here and right now. No, it doesn't matter to me, Michael Cole, because I will break your ass in half, you little shithead. <laughs> Needless. Well, I apologize, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for that remark. That was a very classic <laughs> remark by Bob Holly. <laughs> I love wrestlers forgetting where they are. Do you remember when it's, it's a famous of Booker T said the N-word? Yes. Was it Hulk Hogan? He called somebody There was N. one in a, in a pre-WrestleMania uh, <laughs> interview where Jeff Hardy just sort of is talking, you know, and it's, it's funny as well when you just use it in normal speech. So he's like, well, my yeah. brother's got this whole thing, you know, he got his shit together. And you can see him go, oh, oh yeah. dear. <laughs> but Booker T, when he says the N-word, he, 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 his head goes in his hand. He, he is Who's behind gutted. him? It's... Um, Ah, she's wonderful. Uh, wonderful woman wrestler from like WrestleMania 3 or something like that. Uh, oh, Sherry pretty... Martel. Yes, yeah. yes. Sensational yes. Sherry. Sensational Sher- Sherry. It's like kind of almost kind of going, it's fine, it's fine. Dear. It is it's funny fine, when dear. you think about it. The amount of live wrestling that goes out, yeah. it's quite amazing that there aren't more sort of people <laughs> just saying fucking, uh, oh, 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 I'm so sorry. There are, there's quite a lot of outtakes. There's some good ones of me 
Eugene Oakland, you know, where, where he's <laughs> ah, swearing. <shit>. Yeah. <laughs> Put that cunt and cigarette out, you motherfucking prick. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the... Um, uh, uh, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because the Attitude Era, even though it was anything goes, there was no cussing. Yeah, no cussing. No, you, of, you could say ass. Yeah, you could say uh, piss. That was one of the... Could you say piss? Yeah, the Americans don't find piss. piss very offensive. Oh, Until you really chuck it over the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you throw it around in an airport and, and they get really upset about it. Um, oh, that was great. I love that. Um, yeah. uh, uh, Hardcore Holly, uh, he also wrote an autobiography. I think we are talking about William Eagles in one of the uh, right. episodes. But Hardcore Holly wrote an autobiography, which again is really interesting. There's a whole period of wrestling where the wrestlers haven't really gone into great de- depth about their sort of careers. It's yeah. almost too recent and I think mm. a lot of them are like, well, I might go back, so I've got to be a yeah. bit careful. Um, but he's is a particularly good one about that period. He's also, um, by all accounts, quite a horrible man. <laughs> a bit of a bully. Hardcore um, Holly. Bit of a bully. He's hardcore. <laughs> you know, um, what do you expect? Let's kick off WrestleMania 18 Part 3. Yeah. Um, th- we're going to start with uh, The Undertaker versus Ric Flair. Yeah, enjoyable. Uh, Probably one of the better matches. Bit long, but it's kind of everything. It is. And th- this is thrilling. This is sort of what the WCW invasion should have been, which is the biggest stars of the WWF versus the biggest stars of WCW. Yep. Um, Flair in this. This is What's interesting about this is the backstory to the match. So they have a quite a physical match. It's a no-holds-barred, no-disqualification match. Yeah. And that was really to hide the limitations that Ric Flair had. He's 53 at this point. Yeah. And what's really happened over the last four years in WCW is he has totally had his self-confidence shattered. So he's been told he's too old. They've continually said, oh, you're not going to do... You know, we don't want you in these matches. But the fans would always love Ric Flair. Mm. And so they felt that there was some worth in him that they couldn't understand what it was. And they were very, very quick, the management, to basically tell Flair, we don't know what the appeal is. We we can't work it out. But they seem... (laughs) to like you for whatever reason there's a very famous story about I think it was Eric Bischoff giving a locker room talk where he was talking to the stars of WCW who at that time were one of the the most remarkable rosters of of any period in any wrestling company Mm. and he had summed up this this long talk about falling revenues by saying there are only two people in this room who have ever drawn a dime in their careers one is Hulk Hogan and the other is Roddy Piper Mm. and Ric Flair was sitting on the front row and they said every rest sort of turned and he just sort of, he said I should have punched Bischoff in the mouth yeah. and he just felt that over those four years he was totally second guessing everything his self confidence was shot yeah. he just couldn't do it anymore he was having essentially nervous breakdowns by the time he goes to WWF he's brought in as the co-owner of Raw he's in a sort of like a character role rather than a wrestling mm. one they bring him back they want him to fight Vince McMahon at the Royal Rumble mm. again in a no holds barred match because he's kind of like a, a, a um, uh, an on an in-ring kind of like a boss of yeah. like a, a sort of inner rival kind he, of he's a character boss yeah, yeah. A sort of he, he's uh, on screen he is the co-owner of Raw in reality he's just contracted talent mm. so he he's just having a terrible terrible time with his self-confidence and he just feels after this Hall of Fame career he can't do it anymore and he'll never be able to do it again they put him back in the room with Vince McMahon and he says look I don't think I can even I don't think I can do it and they say no you can we believe in you and so he begins this process of rebuilding the greatest wrestler of all time and what happens with this Wrestlemania is that Undertaker doesn't really have anyone he's working a massive program with and he says I want Ric Flair Mm. and Ric Flair is like Undertaker is the man who runs the WWF at this point he is the locker room king the head the judge jury and executioner of wrestlers court (laughs) 
and Maven. in that he sort of goes oh I've, this is a big honour and I've got to do this well and so it's all part of even though in the ring you're just watching an elderly man being pummeled <laughs> by a biker <laughs> the real story about it is Undertaker extending the hand yeah. to rebuild Ric Flair who is the greatest of all time but doesn't believe it yeah. um, there's a lot of schools of thought about Ric Flair's career mm. which is that he has a Hall of Fame career that was so badly damaged by the last 10 years where he's not performing at a high level mm. and you can see in this match he his timing is great it's being called by The Undertaker mm. even though I think Undertaker at this point is something like 17 years younger than Ric yeah. Flair he calls him kid throughout the entire thing and he's, he's leading the match you're leading a match with Ric Flair yeah. I mean Ric Flair has done more matches than anybody else <laughs> and it seems like a sort of strange reversal but Flair is willing to be led at this point mm. um, there is a th- uh, the, 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 it's a really it's a really uncomfortable thing to sort of even discuss because Flair had such a great career but the last 15 years are unexceptional and at times sully the work that he did and if people came in and only watched the last 10 years of his career you just go who is this old embarrassing man yeah um, but you can see in this bit this is if you like the last hurrah of mm. Ric Flair and he tries so hard in this and you just see all the tricks that he's learned he doesn't really do any wrestling moves mm. he just does some punches he does his chops that everyone goes woo yeah. at, and they aren't wooing for everyone else who does a chop at this point <laughs> it's only Ric Flair and he you know he, he just his timing is good mm. but he doesn't really wrestle mm. and what's amazing is he can make it quite compelling yeah. just to watch him puff his way around the ring grab the undertaker put him over there fall over and <laughs> bleed god he bleeds he, he just bleeds so, good, so well <laughs> undertaker does 80% of the work but flair is the one who is just every visual image you have of this match yeah is flair well, those you know, eyes staring out behind that sort of crimson mask he um well the the sort of camera cuts away when he blitz and it's, it's really funny like <laughs> like the the, the 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 undertaker sort of looking over Going, has he done it yet? Has he done it yet? <laughs> come on. Come the Undertaker on. gets a cut cheek, and that's the sort of thing that you wouldn't blade. Yeah. So that's real, but it's just sort of, it's an odd cut to have. Yeah. You say, where did that come from? You, you know? don't sort of think of like the Undertaker's having cheekbones. Like, you do now because he's quite old, but yeah. Like, yeah, you don't sort of think of him as, you sort of think of him as having like a granite head. There's but, a bit where Flair gets a lead pipe off the motorbike, yeah. and he just begins whacking the Undertaker <laughs> with it. Um, and he hits him on the head, and that's when Undertaker blades and, you know, starts bleeding down his own head. <laughs> But that that lead pipe bit is the moment where everyone goes, hang on, this is actually looking really physical. And it's a really exciting <laughs> bit. He clonks him with this fucking pipe. Absolutely smacks him. And and one of my favourite wrestlers is involved, Arn Anderson. Yes. He, uh, he gets beaten up uh, by uh, The Undertaker. Why are you beating up Arn Anderson again? <laughs> beating up men much older than you. And Arn Anderson makes a cameo in this match where yeah. he suddenly... It's so well filmed in this because <laughs> if you're alive, you'd have seen him enter the ring. But when you watch it on TV, there's just a moment where the Undertaker turns around and Arn Anderson hits him with a spine buster <laughs> and it's just it's like fuck where did Arn come from and I tell you the, the crowd this is the first time in this Wrestlemania where the crowd go holy this is brilliant yeah. and the noise just shoots yeah. right up and Flair when he puts on the figure four people are absolutely out of their seats it's so exciting it but that good. Arn spine buster and then I think the Undertaker hits him with is it the lead pipe can't remember but Arn's just lying there bleeding such a strange job oh I love it you go in there you do um, 
you sort of do you have to lift him up and put him on the floor and then he's going to hit you and you're going to bleed and you're going to lie there for 10 minutes here's your money thank you <laughs> so odd um, oh. it, it, it's uh, it, it's a good fun match but it's more fun knowing that it meant so much to Ric Flair in his autobiography he said he got back and he just felt like a million dollars right it's just that ah, was it he went out in front of this huge audience and he was given his mojo back yeah uh, what he did with that mojo was no, never as spectacular again <laughs> but it's nice that his story you know had a had a good ending um, David Flair his son looks like Logan Paul a little bit he does <laughs> sort of he does they've got that sort of long uh, almost like a, a, long a sort of like you know when you see trees that are uh, they've got faces on in, in cartoons <laughs> and they go you are very simple human <laughs> they look a bit like that yeah um, <laughs> Undertaker's got like so many different songs in his career like his, yeah. his entrance music I mean obviously Rolling Limp Bizkit is uh, is a one that he uses throughout his biking career yep yep <laughs> I, I, and actually watching this back it reminded me how much I love him in this gimmick yep. I actually find it much more enjoyable mm. than the Undertaker well, gimmick well before I started watching it I was like I, I thought that seems ridiculous because I only know him from his later years that seems ridiculous that he was ever a fucking biker yeah and he liked new metal but like actually watching him I was like oh yeah I kind of get I kind of get why people like that yeah um, he's so. just he's just much more sort of fluid and he's able to, to do Talk more you and, know yeah, yeah. he can look hurt and he can look angry whereas he can't really do any of that at The Undertaker yeah. and actually watching this back I really enjoyed it I, I, I think I thought it was it was great I think he's really good in this <laughs> Jim Ross mentions a nickname they tried to get over for him, which I, I misremembered. Booger it. Red, Boog, Booger Red, Booger Red. It's uh, really, it's really complicated. Apparently, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the nickname of another redheaded guy from Texas, right? A former linebacker <laughs> called Tommy Norbis. And if you look in, look up Booger in the dictionary, apparently it's, they use it as a southern expression meaning a frightening apparition, right? Like Boogie Man. And, and this is Jim Ross going. Plus, he's naturally red-headed, so I thought the name worked, but uh, others didn't. Oh. And it's just like... Yeah. It's awful. It's, it sounds crap. There's also that funny thing in wrestling where you sort of go, if we take it from another sport, it somehow legitimizes him. Yeah. And it makes it... No, just just call him. <laughs> call him Big Nasty or... Although that's Big a, Nasty. Yeah, yeah. He's, what's he called? Uh, Big Red Evil or something. Or, <laughs> you know, Dead Man. Big Red Boy. Big 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 O. The Undertaker. Big O. Big Egg. Get big Red here. Egg. Oi. Yeah, I know I'm in the dock. Call him... Call him the ginger tree. <laughs> Call him dog's dick. Oi, bite dick. Piss chubby bite dick. What? What are you doing? He's going to kill you. Oh, dear oh, God. There's, um, I, 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 re- I really enjoyed this. Funnily enough, loads and loads of people in wrestling have done biker gimmicks and they've never really worked. It's only The Undertaker who's biker gimmick, which is sort of like looked down on that's actually been any good at all. Well, he sort of, well, he sort of comes out of uh, he sort of comes out of um, uh, he climbs on the rope I noticed at mm. one point and he goes come on then you piece of shit <laughs> and like rem- I, I don't know if he remembers that he's doing yeah. it live but he, he doesn't Th- there yeah. are some little little sort of funny bits uh, in this match where it's not great where I love the fact that Flair comes in so hyped up <laughs> oh that robe though that robe is one of his best robes it's, it is a good robe isn't yeah, it it's, it's a really beautiful. good robe also I like the fact that in the in the preamble to it he's on a thing where he just goes I, I am going to face the other Undertaker at Rep 
So <laughs> me yeah. <laughs> Could have had another beat there. Yeah. Yeah. But as he comes into the ring, he's like so keen to get his hands on the Undertaker <laughs> that he just sort of falls on the floor, scrabbles, and he just ends up grabbing him by the toe of his shoe. It's like, oh, what? I, I know you're the best wrestler of all time, Rick, but you're going to struggle to get a move out of this. You've literally got a toe. <laughs> um, there's a sign that appears during this match that says Molly. Molly? I think I mean selling something. I also like when, when I think Flair makes his entrance, you see someone hold up. Oasis Pub Halifax <laughs> and I thought is that the British Halifax that would be great and yeah. it's Oasis so it would be like an outdated Britpop yeah. reference it was perfect not Nova Scotia is it Nova Scotia Halifax no, where's it Halifax? is it's is it? Nova Scotia's number one sports bar it's been open it's still open and it's been open <laughs> over 70 years wow um, it's home of and I couldn't find out what this was but the, the um, Oasis Pub in Halifax is the home of the infamous ladies beverage room um <laughs> Wow. <laughs> on their menu, they have a, a cocktail called Liquid Cocaine, which is Jaeger and Goldschlager. <sighs> and what's more, you can order with Just Eat. <laughs> you can get that to go. <laughs> Should we get one delivered to, to us here, here in the middle of London? Uh, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, imagine, imagine, uh, you know... We're in the middle of... If we want cocaine, <laughs> we're literally recording in Soho. Yeah, we're in a pretty good spot, I'd <laughs> yeah. say. It'll be cheaper than ordering it from Halifax. <laughs> um, um, I spotted a digital camera in the audience. Oh, and did I think, you? And it, they're starting to sort of appear, obviously, but um, it's one of my favourite kind of, like, weird cameras from, like, the turn of the century, where it's, like, it's Sony Mavica, and it's a floppy disk one. Wow. So they would write... The, you'd fit, like, maybe eight uh, pictures on one floppy disk, because it's obviously tiny. What, the old sort of 3.5? 3.5s right in the wow. Wow. just bang it in and uh, it would put it on the disc and uh, obviously you could just put that on the computer which is quite a good idea I suppose back in the day when mm. everything was uh, written to different th- th- like little tapes and stuff but yeah that was, uh, that was I was like that's a Sony Mavica I wow. almost bought you and it, it's because it came out this year was a WWF Superstars camera and it came with <laughs> it's a digital and it came I, I mean I'm one of those ones you know you, you probably get 16 shots on it <laughs> but it comes with a CD-ROM of software right. so that you can put Put your own face next to, like, um, you know, Hulk Hogan. Fantastic. I was thinking, this is great. That is magical. There's a part of me that says... I think we should do that as a service where one day we should just turn up at a place at nine in the morning and if you listen to Wrestle Me you can come down and we will print you out from <laughs> like our those vintage guys, Like those guys in the, um, in the uh, weddings where you've just got a little <laughs> you've just got a little digital camera it's a bit of a hawky setup, but there's just a guy behind the curtain printing out little yeah. bits and you're just feeding it through Yeah, I think we should do that and you'll be like oh there's me and Jake there's Nate Roberts but my, <laughs> but my head's much too small It's all squished It's all squished and wide oh. Oh, magical. <laughs> um, the Undertaker's been in the wrestling news a lot recently because of a uh, he was made a, a number of appearances. Uh, he was doing Q and A's, yeah, and all those Q and A's have been cancelled. Yeah, I think you, I think you mentioned this in, yes. in the last run. Yeah, and basically what seems to have happened is that that Vince McMahon has said um, out give, of everyone, I'll give you the money, yeah. yeah, out of everyone, he is the character who they they want to protect the most. Yeah, so he's still doing some autograph signings, and it's really affected a couple of UK uh, groups. Right. I believe one of the UK groups 
Olympics will be the last non-WWE uh, organisation to actually get the Undertaker to do photos and autographs. Oh, okay. Those photos and autographs, and it, it's absolutely the going rate for them. 150 quid for a photo, 150 quid for an autograph. Well, I mean, there'll never be anyone like him. That's kind of what... There will not. If you've got anything like, I don't know, VidConnor, like with uh, the YouTubers and stuff of the day, they're, you know, they don't have any discernible skills. No. And they just turn up and they wave and they maybe do a little dance and then it's photo time and every photo is 200 quid. You yep. just sit with them and you go, hey, get yep. on Instagram. Look, I, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm certainly not knocking anyone who, who is charging no. that for the thing and that is his his level and the people who bring him over, they have to make their money back. Oh, yeah. I understand entirely. It seems like a lot of money to me. <laughs> it seems like a lot of money it to like me. Money, um, uh, it's, it's interesting though because uh, uh, they have cancelled the Q&As that he was doing. Right. So there is a part of me that says I am, one of the things that keeps me awake at night as a new father is the thought that The Undertaker might die before he writes his memoirs. Yeah, before he that tells the stories. That is my yeah. number one worry about parenthood is, <laughs> is that The Undertaker, I, I, I want to hear his story. He's been there from, you know, 89 in WCW yeah. all the way through to now and he is the man who has seen everyone and knows everything and I really, really want him to speak and the very fact that Vince Man is stopping him from speaking makes me think it's going to be fucking dynamite when he does. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. I just sort of think that he's... He's he's had a great career. He's got the friends that he wants. He's probably got the money that he can probably you know command. Um, yeah. And unless you know he, he goes crazy and wants to you know really feather his nest for for his kids and stuff. But I just sort of think he's he's done everything. So why would he have to? I suppose. Yeah. Which that's is the thing. Sad because it's fucking. I can't imagine the things he's seen and smelled. But uh, <laughs> I would very much like. To I want it. to know who the best player of bones in bones. the Bone Street Crew was. <laughs> that is that is the one thing. Please don't let me die without knowing that please don't let me die is, it, is there that much skill in dominoes it's kind of just luck isn't it how they come out it's, it's just very facile never played, bon, never played bones before never played bones before yeah, I should actually say I've got no it's idea all, it's, uh, <laughs> it's all fake wrestling I've had flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, Edge versus Booker T. You say mm. it's fake. This is a match that came around because Edge beat out Booker T for a spot in a fictional Japanese shampoo commercial. <laughs> so, I mean, does that sound fake to you? They didn't Would someone much... sit down and write that? No. They didn't show much of like the build-up, and they just it, they just <coughs> described it during the match. Oh, yeah. they left that left out, and it was like, okay, well, yeah, but still, I don't want to know. I, think, I, see I the... think they probably looked back on the thing when it came out, and they went, "This makes us all look stupid." <laughs> um, the initial idea for this was going to be a hair versus hair match a long-standing oh, tradition right. in uh, especially Mexican wrestling yeah. um, and it was the idea was that, that Edge was going to win in his hometown uh, he was also at Wrestlemania 6 which took place in the Sky Dome mm. when he was a young man and so he was obviously going to go over yeah. in, in that in that environment they were also pushing Edge very much as the new superstar and he wasn't really connecting he, it took him a long time to actually finally get over this feeling of him being a very mid-card player right. but with Booker T who was former WCW champion the idea was he would lose to Edge in this hair versus hair match started by a Japanese shampoo commercial <laughs> spat uh, uh, but Booker T said no he was growing his hair out he just mm. got some nice dreads going at a nice level and he was like I'm not I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to lose my <laughs> <laughs> so they kept the hair versus hair gimmick, uh, which happened, I think, later in the year for uh, Kurt Angle. So Kurt Angle began losing his hair. So he was yes. more than uh, willing to shave his head. <laughs> and indeed, he kept a shaved head for the rest of his career. Yeah. Um, what's funny about that is I'm I, when it first happened, seeing the bald Kurt Angle was the strangest thing in the world. Oh, and really? It was now it's a normal thing in the world. Now you see him with hair and you go, oh, that's unusual. You see that. But when he was first bald, it was the funniest thing he'd ever really? seen. Absolutely ludicrous. Ah. And that's how he looks and has looked for longer now <laughs> probably more than half his life yeah but yeah it was a remarkable thing so that worked out really well for Angle as well it really Angle had a, a period in the summer of 2002 where all of his matches centred around his opponents trying to pull off the wig that he had on and it was a magical piece oh, nice. of work um, this is um, uh, this is one of those matches again which, which sort of gets across why uh, Edge hadn't it took him a long time to break through as a big star because mm. there's just something about it you just it's very difficult to not turn away during this match and start doing something else yeah I saw, I saw Booker T do a cool scissor kick and I was like oh that's cool spin a rooney oh, he does on the on the bit yeah but but that's it it's one of Booker's better performances mm. he's very well regarded Booker and everybody really you know likes him mm. I, 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 he, I've never been a big fan of watching his matches mm. uh, there's something sort of a bit um I don't know, so herky jerky about the way he moves. Herky jerky. I don't know what it is, but it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit rattly, and yeah. I don't, it's, I don't, it just doesn't flow for me. There's no weight for it. There's no, there's no momentum. No, no. He, <laughs> it's herky jerky. It's herky jerky, uh, and uh, buckery turkey. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's bookie turkey, and it's herky jerky. Um, uh, then we cut to another hardcore uh, little bit of match um, where mm. Molly Holly uh, just 
just to get over the fact that they, 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 are, they are literally going, don't invest in this in any way. She hits him with a frying pan after going, what's that? And he looks over, clong. Yeah. And then Tom and Jerry come in and then the housekeeper stands on the chair. Um, so it's, I mean, it is a cartoon by this point, but it's a good bit of comic relief. Um, next match, Stone Cold mm. Steve Austin versus Scott Hall. Yeah. Um, as mentioned on a previous podcast, Austin was originally going to be uh, Hulk Hogan's opponent. Right. Uh, but he turned that match down. Um, he said he regrets it now, and they never actually ended up wrestling one-on-one. Um, Austin was having problems backstage. He was beginning to, to, to get to a point where he just... I think he was just getting burnt out mm. and tired and he felt like they were concentrating on other people and they didn't really have plans for him and he yeah. felt that after all this time it's a bit weird not to have plans well, for Steve yeah. Austin. Well, exactly, because imagine how much money he's created for that company and then you're kind of like, you, you know, wrestlers are just constantly paranoid at the best of times because they've seen the business is changing. There's a whole raft of uh, the, big, the, big names coming over from WWCW. Yep. And yeah, I guess. And the, and the big, the, the real story of wrestling is always going to be, you've mentioned this before, the one opponent you cannot defeat is Father Time. Mm. You are just in the same way as you came in and you rose. Unfortunately, other people are going to have to rise. That's the way the business yeah. works. You can't be on top forever. Um, Austin said uh, about the match a few years later, he said, I guarantee you, if my head had been at a little different place, then by all rights, that match should have happened. Physically and mentally, where I was at, I could go, as in I could still wrestle. Mm. I think Hogan probably would have been a step or two behind that. And that wasn't acceptable to me. And I didn't want to slow myself down. Right. I say that with all due respect to Hulk Hogan because he had a hellacious run, but that was my thought process back in the day. I didn't think we could deliver. Mm. And I, funnily enough, I, I think had he had the match with Hogan, it would have been a very different match. Rock is so good because Hogan was also about charisma. Yeah. And Rock was about charisma. Austin had off-the-scale charisma, but he was also very physical in the ring. And what you had was Rock, who was the, the best at the facials and, yeah. the, and the sort of storytelling of wrestling of his era, is meeting the person who was the best at that in the 80s and, mm. and early 90s. Um, Austin goes on to have a lot of personal problems. And this is really sad in a way because he has a very... This is the last year of his active wrestling career. He will retire next year. Yeah. And he has a very scrappy year where immediately after this WrestleMania, he doesn't turn up to Raw the next night. And they ring him up and he says, I'm just going through some stuff, I don't know. So he comes back and then later he goes again and he doesn't look like they can make a, a, an a, a reproachment and he disappears right. and then he says no I'll come back again uh, this is basically over uh, he was going to lose a match on Raw to Brock Lesnar and he said why isn't that the main event of a pay-per-view we'll make mm. loads of money why are we giving away on TV yeah. and they were like because that's what we're going to do and he's like right I'm going home right. so he goes home he ends up coming back Vince McMahon actually f- find him for walking out, which is amazing, right. like a footballer, so, yeah, so not he, turning up for training. I think he was, I think he was fined something like six hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. And bear in mind, this is just Vince McMahon making those figures up. It's not like there's a body above <laughs> no, that. It's not in the contract. But Austin managed to get him down to uh, a quarter of a million dollars, which he Bloody paid. Bloody hell! So it was from six hundred eighty-seven like, to two hundred fifty. Imagine uh, but having that earning potential that you can, you know, ha- get fined that amount of money. Yeah, and that amount of money, and also be paranoid and worried and sort of think, oh, this isn't, and, and be one of those 
most famous men in the world and still be like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, everything's gone pear shit. Oh, yeah, sounds like a mate. They also, I mean, they ran him down on television where they would they would say, Austin has taken his ball and gone home, and they really mm. painted it. And they probably were right. I mean, he was, he did do all that. Troubling, yeah. But they they would put it on television. Vince McMahon apparently said to him, look, I'm not upset for what you how you've treated me, Steve. I'm just upset all the people who paid their money wanting to see you. Didn't get <laughs> and it's really like, oh, fuck you. Come on. Um, so Austin ends up wrestling at, at, at this WrestleMania, Scott Hall. Um, mm. He didn't have any issues with Scott Hall personally. The big story underlying all this is whether or not Hogan and, and Austin didn't happen because Austin thought, oh, he's not going to be able to keep up with me in the ring. The, the the question is whether Austin just didn't like Hogan. He mm. didn't want to work with him. He'd been in WCW and he'd been fired by FedEx um, when he was injured. And then Hogan is there, you know, when he turns on the television, you know, larging it with the with the, 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 the belt, even though Steve Austin thinks he's the shits at wrestling. Yeah. And so he does become a figurehead for a lot of wrestlers who are underused and underutilised and underpaid um, of being the bad guy and I think right. there's a possibility that Austin was so successful he didn't need to fight Hulk Hogan mm. people would still watch him on Wrestlemania and I think there is a slight element of this that it was a fuck you to Hulk Hogan mm. to go biggest match of all time yeah I bet you want to do it I don't you know <laughs> so he ends up fighting Scott Hall in a just a terrible match mm. I mean it's I think it's one of Austin's big stage worst matches um, it doesn't seem to be for want of trying they just don't quite gel what, why doesn't I don't understand why Scott Hall comes back as Scott Hall rather than Rosa Ramon I don't, I don't like yeah because like they presumably own everything now well they do but because they, when Scott Hall went to WCW he, he had couldn't to call himself Razor Ramon right. he called himself Scott Hall mm. and he became a far bigger star as Scott Hall and the NWO oh, okay, than right. he was as Razor Ramon yeah. so it would have been weird to bring him back and it's like where's Razor been and you go uh pop the shop <laughs> he's been in Cuba I went to buy some tiny <laughs> toothpicks <laughs> yeah so and why is he friends with Diesel now weren't they <laughs> Guys, this is so confusing. Um, why is Diesel so big? Why, is that a shredder? That looks like a fake, fake Diesel. And a <laughs> oh, yeah. fake, fake Razor oh, Ramon. Oh, yeah, they did that, didn't they? Yeah. Have we talked about it on this podcast? I think where we they, have, Where they yeah. made, like, a fake version of Diesel. Yeah, the, the fake version of, of Diesel uh, later became Kane. Of course, yes. Yeah. And a guy the gigantic Rick man. Bogner. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it was... It, I didn't really enjoy this match at all. It's, it's, it's funny watching it because it just seems as well it's impossible to not go, what a missed opportunity that mm. I'm watching. Scott Hall versus Stone Cold and mm. not Stone Cold versus Hogan. I watch I, I watch too much uh, Kevin Nash mm-hmm. on YouTube. <laughs> he's good on YouTube, isn't he? Well, he's good on YouTube. I watch too much of him. And he even, you know, he's a giant... He, was he a bit basketball player? I think he was a basketball player, yeah. wasn't he? He's was gigantic. Yeah. I think that there's some, definitely something going on with me and uh, my love for Kevin Nash. There's something, there's something deep-seated. I keep watching the scenes with him and Magic Mike where he just towers over the rest of the cast. Who I, I, know, I know someone tiny. who's a wrestling fan who had met him just mm. like, you know, in, in, I've seen him sitting like signing autographs at yeah. a table and they went, I never thought it before. They said, but he's really beautiful. He's yeah. really He's got handsome. a very beautiful face. And I think we watch it not realising he's beautiful, but Kevin Nash knows. Kevin, Kevin Nash knows Nash he's beautiful. Knows he's and I think he's had an absolutely charmed bloody life as oh, a result. God, yeah, he's, he's, he's gigantic, he's beautiful. Yeah. And he... Uh, he's made he, a he's pretty not, penny. He's made a pretty penny. He's still in good shape, <laughs> you know. He's uh, he's a lucky man. Scott Hall um, on Twitter um, spends a lot of time sort of going, hey, I met this, I don't know, newsreader or something that I liked. Uh, she's fucking hot. And it's like, all right, mate. All right, Scott. There's some great signs in this match. Um, mm. Enough. 
enough with this what crap. Right. Do you know um, what that is? No. Austin, in 2001, so between WrestleMania 17 and 18, right. invents the single greatest stroke most damaging catchphrase of all time. Right. So it starts off, he uh, he's talking to members of the Alliance in the ring. He's the head of the WCW-ECW Alliance, taking right. on WWF. A very confused period that should have been so simple. Um, <laughs> but Stone Cold, who represents the WWF and for some reason is now leading the others, is uh, he, he started playing a paranoid heel. And I think it was one of the great bits of his career mm. where he began going what hasn't been done before and he went what about if I was like this jittery mad paranoid almost like hearing voices type of leader yeah. who is terrifying and like on a knife edge all the time yeah. and so he's, he's he, actually quite a scary kind of uh, his act is actually quite scary because he's so powerful yeah so to see that character go off the rails would actually be like oh bloody hell and he does it really simply by using the word what so he's talking to the Alliance people and he says, what's your name? And the guy goes, uh, Hugh Morris. And he goes, Hugh Morris, what? And the guy goes, Hugh Morris. And he goes, Hugh Morris, what? Like that. Yeah. And it starts this thing where everyone who talks to him, they go, yeah, we thought you'd be all right, Steve. And he'll go, yeah, yeah, I think I would, what? And he's continually saying what? And what becomes the biggest catchphrase that wrestling has ever seen up to that point. Everyone says what all the time. So Austin would come out, he would just continue. Now, he came up with it because he rang Christian when he was bored on a road trip once. Right. And he got Christian's answer phone. And he just sat there saying, so I'm um, going past a, a petrol station. What? I said, I'm going past a petrol station. What? I said, I'm going past a petrol station. We're going past a zoo now. What? And it became a, a phenomenon. It was on millions of T-shirts. They're all holding up the phone watts. But what it became was it became the most destructive catchphrase ever. Because every time someone else would pause in a promo, the so crowd would, would chance what? Oh, no. What? And as soon as one person heard it, 10 people, then 200, yeah. then the whole place. And so what ruins more promos, <laughs> not only over that year, 17 years later, it still happens. And you right. see it all the time. And a lot of people who are more nervous, some people you see now, they have changed the way they speak because they're terrified of being watted. Of having a, having like space in the... So what you will uh, do is you'll think of your end line, but then you'll think of the first two or three. So wow. you'll sort of go, and that is why, Austin, you... Or it wouldn't be Austin. So that is why, Miz... I can't stand you. And let me say this. <laughs> because if you got to, I can't stand you, what? Really? What? Because like, when we watch when we watch wrestling in the UK, like, or where we have done, um, like, people are quite chippy, aren't they? Like, they'll yes. do. And, and because they are geeks like you and I, they're not particularly funny. No. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you shouted that out really loud yeah. and everyone heard you, but shit. Think, uh, what's, what's funny is, like, uh, we don't do. Uh, and when in I America, shout, let's go, Ben Wye, everyone frowns at me. <laughs> everyone tells me to get out. That was literally at his mother's funeral. <laughs> I couldn't, you know, I was going to say at his funeral. But then, what, why would we be there? That was even worse. And then I, I wasn't going to go the other way. What? So, <laughs> but what? What is absolutely? I mean, Kevin Nash said it was the only thing that Austin ever got wrong in his time in the business. Right. That is bullshit because Austin made millions out of what. But it's like it, 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 the closest thing I can think is like you know they say in improvising you never say no. Yeah. What is like no? So in improvising you never sort of go. If someone sort of says is this a shop? You go no. You've killed it. Right. <laughs> 
Yeah. Ah, oh, you must be the person who's come about the cat. No. <laughs> Ruined it, right? And what is the equivalent of that? Because every time it happens, it's just going, I'm going to kill this, I'm going to kill yeah. this, I'm going to kill this. Yeah. And it really does. Yeah. But I love what? They released DVDs, Stone, Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was called What? Just the word what? He got over the word what? What, what, what? You still hear it. And oh. I, I, I love it. But um, uh, someone put together a, a YouTube clip of every time he said what on programming from the time he started using it to the time he retired it. Good Lord. And it, it's so long. And every single one of them, you go, oh, he delivered that well. Oh, he delivered that well. He delivered that well. The paranoid heel Austin, nobody talks about it because it was in a messy period. Yeah. But it was fucking brilliant. What? 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 Uh, I Googled a couple of other signs I saw. At Costco 547 is fake. He held it up a long time. Yeah. I like Googled... the guy holding up the D's nuts sign. <laughs> he must have iron arms. That is up for the whole WrestleMania. But Costco, whenever I looked up. Yeah. Costco 547 is fake. Googled it. Uh, there's a few questions online. People on Quora going, what does it mean? And no yeah. one knows. No, I, one, I, no Googled, one will ever know. I Googled quite a lot from this. Yeah. And a lot of the things just had nothing. No. And I was like, it's so specific. Yeah, it's good, doesn't it? Oh, I like amazing. it. Amazing. Uh, Scott Hall is hooked on phonics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what the fuck? About the only thing he didn't end up hooked on. But hooked on phonics is a how to learn to read system. I mean, I mean it's just bizarre. It's... I don't know. Keep it down, I live here. It was another one which I quite enjoyed. <laughs> that's funny, that's almost like a Simpsons gag. I think that's great. Um, Kevin Nash just really quickly gets involved in, in the match and he does the one thing that he, it, it, absolutely great WrestleMania moment for me, is he does an elbow drop that is literally the only time an elbow drop looks like it's devastating. And he does it on a referee and he just, he sort of goes for it but he's not sort of like, the, the tip of the elbow is like, you know, oh that's the day. He just squashes this bloke, he just waffles him. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought I've never seen it look quite so good. He just goes, like that. I was like, oh, that's great. Oh, that is really good. Um, we're going to finish with an email. Lovely. Oh, uh, we're going to uh, stick in a bit of uh, this is uh, by Jason. Hello, Jason. Uh, by the way, if, I do, if you do want to get in touch, it's uh, show at wrestlemepod.com. That's show at wrestlemepod.com. Hi, chaps. That uh, says Jason. I was going through some old stuff at my nan's and came across this picture I did as a kid. I was obsessed with Shawn Michaels, so imagine how excited I was as a 36 year old man to see him 25 later. 25 years later uh, as I drew this picture uh, I, he was standing at a urinal in Orlando Airport <laughs> they've appended the picture and it's just a kid's drawing of Shawn Michaels uh, in, in a wrestling ring uh, but he I gave him the old double uh, look as we both stood t- t- taking a piss he could see I could clearly see how uh, he was thinking for fuck's sake I left the bathroom casually waited around for the show stopper to exit letting him take two steps out the toilet so as not to be weird you're already being weird surely Jason uh, but that is the picture which I really enjoyed he looks so annoyed <laughs> <laughs> he looks so upset. He's looking over with that sort of He's slow like, yeah, here resignation. We here we go again. Mate, I was just having a piss. <laughs> just having a piss. Oh, magic. Oh, that is good. Sean is, um, he's looking strange. Something about his face, I don't know what it is. Sometimes handsome people who uh, have a great life, sometimes when age catches up with him, it catches up with a vengeance. Yeah. And he does look like, a, if you found like a, a mummified, like a squirrel. <laughs> yeah, or a peach at the back of like a very dry woodshed, and, and it had one eye that's gone a bit wonky. 
he looks uh, he looks a very unusual man these yeah, days. Yeah, it's it's like it's almost like he's yeah. He's, all, he's also all now th- gone full angle as well, shaved his head entirely. Right. Okay. Yeah, because that was in the that was in the offing for quite a while. Yeah, wasn't it? he looks very odd. Well, uh, uh, actually, Jason says that it went on. Uh, he actually got on the flight uh, and didn't realise that actual actually um, the rest was actually on the flight. So Sean <laughs> was actually on the flight. Uh, eight hours flight uh, from Orlando back to the UK. All the while shouting DX catchphrases only to see him leaving our plane as we got up. <laughs> I can imagine he was sat slouched in his seat the whole flight praying the middle-aged Brits shouting let's get ready to suck it didn't recognise him. <laughs> that is the Enjoyable. living nightmare. Have you ever upset a wrestler or <laughs> urinated next to one? Have you seen a legend's dick? <laughs> yes. Beautiful. Uh, as I said it's just a short it's shortwrestlebypod.com we'll be back next week uh, with more nonsense quite frankly we're going to end with uh, this noise oh, oh that's the, the network. promise of things to come the network wrestling mark wrestling pete what? What? A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.